What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 49 of Tighten Up the Dog Pound. We are back. I am Thomas Head, coming to you from beautiful Knoxville, Tennessee, and joined today by my nine-fingered co-host, Mr. Michael Welsh. How, how are we doing, sir? How's your summer been? Oh, man. It's good to be back. We, we've... We've been on a little bit of a break just because NFL news has been slow and just life things. Um, but overall, summer, summer's been good. Uh, we were talking about this before we started recording, just homeowner stuff. Bought a house recently. Uh, broke my middle finger at the gym, so I've been on the injury report and we will be out six to eight weeks. Questionable, hopefully, to return mid-August to, uh, to the golf course. Although I did go golfing today with our friend of the program, Sean. Uh, and hit some balls into the water, so that was fun. Uh, but yeah, o- overall, man, it's 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 been a good summer. It's been very busy and productive. Um, but the excitement is starting to come back because football has officially returned. We have the Browns reporting to training camp. We have the Titans signing another wide receiver that's gonna have his career die in DeAndre Hopkins. Um, <laughs> We, we have some stuff to talk about. We have some stuff to talk about. So, like, you know, that's something that I've wanted to get your overall thoughts on for a little while now. We just want to kick it off and go straight into that because that's probably the biggest news that's happened between our teams in the last month, at least. Titans signed coveted free agent DeAndre Hopkins. And I want to know your thoughts, your expectations. Is this Julio Jones, Randy Moss, Andre Johnson again? Is going to be different. Will Will Levis be throwing him the ball by week three? Like, t- tell me, tell me, t- tell me what's going to happen. Oh, th- th- that's a lot I've got to address there, point by point. So <laughs> the overall, so the overarching original question: the vibes are the vibes are high. Vibes are at an all time high right now. Beyond excited. Got a Pro Bowl caliber receiver. I mean, our the Titans receiving core outside of Traylon Burks. Uh, there's there's a lot left to be desired. So it, it's you know. It's good to do that. Um, your your comment about Will Levis starting by week three. I mean, I, I remember us have, always having these back and forths, like, oh, is Malik gonna take Ryan Tannehill's job? And Malik ended up being pretty terrible. So it, come on, Every, everyone, everybody <laughs> you know, wants everybody wants to create Ryan Tannehill's grave and dance on it, but the man just won't die. <laughs> you know, I'm always gonna troll you about that, especially with Will Levis a little bit more, just because he was a projected top five pick that you guys drafted that essentially a first round pick. So there, there's definitely some future there opposed to Malik. Will- Malik Willis was always more of a troll, but uh, no, I mean, T- Tannehill, Tannehill's solid, you know, Tannehill is not the, the, the Tannehill slander is, is, is just, <laughs> it's out of control on the internet. It's out of control on Twitter. It's out of control on TikTok. The Did you see the Madden rating? Oh, I didn't see his Madden rating. I, I don't care about Madden ratings. No, no, I know, I know. Madden ratings are stupid, but just give give me your guess on his Madden rating. Like, what do you think that they rated him? Um, I'm gonna go 74. 76. Okay. 76. Well, they, they rated Deshaun Watson the 78. So I mean, it's just totally wild, wild west there. But Madden ratings don't matter. Uh I just I just thought that was funny because even I would put him higher than 76. And you know. Uh, yeah, the, the but, Madden hasn't been a good video game since like 2010. Let's be 2010 real. at least, yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, you know, you guys got DeAndre Hopkins. Like you said, we've talked about the wide receiving core on the show multiple, multiple oh, times. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. There's one more thing in your original comment I wanted to address. <laughs> and that was – so, the Julio Jones comparison's fine. Like, I, th- I think that is fair. But the Andre Johnson-Randy Moss comparison is just – it's out of pocket. Not So, so think, think about it this way. So, you know, go back to when the Titans brought in Julio Jones. You know, he he just had an injury-filled season. You know, when he was on the field, he was okay, but wasn't spectacular. And then, you know, after that season, the Titans, poor guy, I, he's just, no, you know, yeah. MIA, nowhere to be found. When the Titans brought in Aunt Randy Moss and, Aunt, and Andre Johnson, they had already had that Julio season with another team. There was no expectation that these two guys were going to be what what they were i mean andre johnson it was just you know let's just get a, like a locker room guy some solid depth bring him in you know randy moss had was on like his fifth team by the time he got to the titans that was just let's just pick him up off waivers and see what happens those are not apt comparisons here's the thing thomas it makes for a really funny graphic on nfl memes page so everything you said makes sense but it's still hilarious because it's just he's a big name and it's just like that's where wide receivers careers go to die and you know what big name well, wide receiver well Randy Moss and I, their their careers were already dead <laughs> they, they 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 were they were they were dead yeah Julio was the one that was like a big disappointment cuz I, I thought he had a little, I thought he had a little bit left for sure I did too a little yeah. bit more yeah uh, which what? I which leading into that I do think that Hopkins has a lot more left than Julio and I, I I'm I don't think he's going to turn in the type of season that like Julio did after you guys traded for him. But, you know, the, the two downsides to him is, you know, he hasn't played a full season since 2020. I know he's dealt with some injuries. He's dealt with some suspensions. Um, I mean, I feel like when he, when he's on the field, he's still pretty dynamic. You know, he's never been a burner stretch the field guy, but his route running and hands are just like some of the best in the league. What he had 64 catches for 717 yards, three touchdowns last year. That was in nine games. And then the year before he had 42 for 572 and eight touchdowns in 10 games. So pretty solid production, especially in nine games to do 64 for 717. So if he plays a full season for you guys, like what, what, what do you think he's looking at? What kind of season is he going to put up in the, uh, stat wise, I mean, I'm I'm thinking <clears throat> 69 catches, somewhere nice. in like the 1100 yard range, and nine or ten touchdowns. That's pretty fair. I thought the receptions would be a little higher. I mean, is he going to be y'all's like he's y'all's wide receiver one, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. like, he, I mean the him Burks and then Kyle Phillips will be the top three, and then of course you've got the most underrated tight end in the league, Chig Conquo, who led all NFL tight ends and yards per reception last year, ready for a breakout season from this young buck. And, of course, Kyle Phillips from uh, UCLA. Legine. UCLA, I, I remember like liking him coming out of the draft. We talked about him on the pre-draft. Oh, he, he, he balled out week yeah. one against the Giants, and then, you know, like every other receiver that put on the two-tone blue, then yeah. snapped his fingers and those hamstrings. <laughs> they are inevitable. Um, well, yeah, that's, you know, like, honestly, all jokes and like just hating aside, just, to, you know, be honest, like, I, I do think that it, it can apply to any player, really. So I almost hate starting a, a sentence with if he stays healthy, because that, you know, obviously, let's just assume that 
he is most of what he was the last time he played a full season. I definitely think he could give you guys like 70 to 80 catches for over a thousand yards. Uh, and you know, like the, he's a guy that has to be game plan for, you know, like before you guys brought him on, like Traylon Burks showed some flashes, but I don't think he's going to keep defensive coordinators up at night as of right now at this point in his career. But like someone like Hopkins is that guy that you have to game plan for like pretty heavily. Um, yeah. so, and, and then yeah. someone like Hopkins can help develop Traylon Burks into being that guy because then teams aren't going to focus on Traylon Burks and they'll focus yeah. on DeAndre Hopkins. And then if this offense can be what I want it to be to where, you know, last year I just constantly complained about, you know, we're just running for the sake of running. There's no, there's no actual game plan going on, you know, yeah. throw it deep, open up the defense, get those linebackers to back off a little bit. And then the fourth quarter, when that defense is gas. I hear that train a coming. It's rolling <laughs> around the bend. Derrick Henry running him over. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, yeah, still still uh going strong, it seems. He he's dropped a little bit in the running back rankings. They've been coming out by all the there was that one that was like players, coaches, and analysts like unanimous, like they had Chubb at one. I think I think Henry was down to three or four. But he's still a top five back for sure. I mean, he's top that's three. He's, he's still the number one back, but I mean, that's okay. Not according to not according to anyone, but I mean, Titans fans. <laughs> Literally, I mean, Nick according, according to the, I mean, the, the stats. I mean, well, Nick Chubb just hasn't. He's been number one in Madden ratings. That's the not not nah, any actual been, stat. Yeah, oh well, yeah. I mean, anyone can make a list and put it on the internet. Yeah, yeah, of course. But if Henry was one, you'd be all saying, "Oh, this list. It's very. I love this list." I mean, he's you just know, number, he's just number one because he's leading the league in rushing and. Touchdown. We'll see. This could be a big year for Chubb. I, th- I think. I think this may be his uh, NFL. It's always, it's always the year. Browns here, isn't it? No, I, I've dialed back way much, way more on that because I do think that the Browns have a great roster, and Watson's looked really good in mini camps and stuff so far. But like at this point, you just gotta go put it on the field. Pretty much everyone's had our roster in the top like eight to, or top like nine to twelve on most of the list I've seen. So like we have a really good roster. It's just. I think Jim Schwartz is going to be the difference maker higher in the offseason that's really going to like turn that defense around. Um, that was the best addition you made all offseason. Yeah. Him and like bringing in Zadarius Smith, I think is huge. Like that's a really good compliment on the defensive line to Miles Garrett. Um, and then you have Obo, Uncle, Uncle Rocco. I know I butchered that, but from, from the Texans that they signed and then Dalvin Thompson. Yeah, it's going to be a whole different. Whole different defense, you know. We won't have Clowney out there giving fifty percent. He he totally checked out last year. He he was like, did you see all that stuff that came out about him at the end of the year where he was basically refusing to play like third downs against the Ravens because he was basically basically he was the person he's he's been ever since he was at the University of South Carolina. Yeah, some people never change. I'll be I'll be curious to see where he uh, ends up. You know, he won't sign until like week one probably. That's that's really when uh, you miss a, a veteran presence in the locker room like an Andrew Sandejo to keep a guy like Clowney in check. Yeah, that leadership. You're not is. lying. It's impeccable. I mean, you get Sandejo in there, and then you have Anthony Schwartz leading the offensive side. Like that's just a Browns team match made in heaven, right there. But yeah, I'm just looking out my window right now, and I just see the wind going crazy. But I think Anthony Schwartz just ran by my house. <laughs> you know, he's starring the new Flash movie, right? Oh God, that movie was movie was awful. it was really bad. The baby know. scene at the very beginning with the babies falling out of the building—that was some of the worst thing that I've ever seen on a big screen. It was so stupid. That movie. I don't know. Side well, note: side... R- r- rumor is some some people gave that movie four out of five stars. Is that Sean? <laughs> oh God! 
John, buddy, we say this with love, but what the hell are you doing? Oh man, trying to strip oh, yourself. Just to, just to wrap right up, you know the whole DeAndre Hopkins thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's this. I, I just to go back to all the Randy Moss, Julio Jones comparisons. <laughs> But for, first, you know, you just can't let stuff like that scare you because the alternative is, you know, you just sit on your hands and don't do anything. So yeah. to quote the immortal Miami Heat shooting guard Dion Waiters, I'd rather go 0 for 30 than 0 for 9 because you go 0 for 9, that means you stop shooting. Shoot or yeah. shoot. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, is that an actual quote? That is an actual quote. Wow. I've never heard of that. That's pretty funny. I think it was after um, a game he went like 0 for 9 for 3. And there and someone <laughs> asked him, like, why'd you keep shooting? He's like, I'd rather, yeah, it's pretty funny. Um well yeah, man. That's uh, you know, you guys bringing in Hopkins. I, I still and we'll do an episode before the season doing our predictions of every team's record, including AFC South. And uh yeah, I'm I still feel like that that division's gonna go to Jacksonville. Um but I'll be curious to see what you guys do. Not as high on the I, – I don't have the Titans as, like, winning the division like in years past. Although I'm sure that you have that, – that's, that, no. that's unfortunate. <laughs> well, I'm sure you have the Browns in last place or something. You're always such a hater. No. Oh, I got their record right last year. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, man. Um, I miss this, man. Oh. So, yeah uh, – Brown Browns wise, since we have the Hall of Fame game, the Browns have reported to training camp already. Um, they are not in Berea, Ohio. I think that they traveled down to one of the Carolinas to kind of get out of Cleveland and do their training camp this year, uh, which was a unanim- like a coaching decision, uh, which is pretty interesting. You know, they they haven't done that. I think it it could be good just to kind of get away because they always hold their training camp you know open to the public and it's always a circus. So like maybe it'll do some good. Um, and yeah, I mean, definitely feel like the Watson to Elijah Moore connection is going to be really good. Feeling, feeling good about a lot of things. Uh, one thing that came out yesterday, I believe, was Marquise Goodwin, who the Browns signed in the offseason. Uh, he, he may not be able to play football this year, or it may be a while before he can play because they discovered blood clots in his lungs and his legs, I think. Uh, so obviously hoping that he's able to recover from that and, you know, it doesn't get any worse. They'll have to give him probably blood thinners and that makes it really hard to play football. Uh, so Anthony Schwartz may have to step up bigger than ever. Uh, and make his spot. No, I'm just kidding. That, I, honestly, I think Jakeem Grant is kind of the the guy that would make the team to, to kind of take that good one spot. But yeah, yeah, it's been... You know, it's been pretty slow. Other uh, other than that, like uh, when do when do the Titans report for uh, camp? So rookies reported yesterday, um, but training camp starts next Saturday. It's the 29th. Next. Let me see. The, I think that yeah, this coming this coming Saturday, the 29th, is when they okay. report. Yeah, uh, I knew it was a little bit past, um, a little bit past that, but. A little bit past when the Browns are, because like I said, with the Hall of Fame game, which I'm going up to Cleveland for that. I think I did. I, did I invite you to that? I thought you I did, did. You did. You you did invite me. I, I'm I'm not able to make it, but you just hate Ohio that much. My wife does. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, she was not gonna tag along. 
That would have been fun, though, man. You'll have to – I do want us all to go up to Cleveland for a game just so you can experience one of the top five cities in the United States, top five that is, that, that is, stadium. I mean, I, 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 just got back, I just got back from what I feel like is a top five city in the United States. New Where'd Orleans. you go? You know what's funny? When you look at the map of all the places I've been, I've been to a lot in the U.S. I've never been to Louisiana. It's like the one state in the south. Everything else has a little bullet point on it, and that one's just yeah. – I've never been there. It's a great city. It's but terrible. I've heard. I've heard. It's hot as hell. Oh, I bet. Yeah, the humidity. What What would you guys do? Eat, drink, ghost tours, swamp tours, all that. It's my second. Like last year, I went for a bachelor party, and that was a lot of, <sighs> lot, lot, lot of heavy, a lot of heavy drinking. But it was it was yeah. very, very chill and low key this past week. But that hit the heat absolutely, absolutely killed me. Um, luckily, I did not get. Assaulted. I was able to, you know, make it on and off of elevators because luckily Alvin Kamara was not within my <laughs> within my presence. So I, I did not. Get really hospital- dodged. I, I did not get hospitalized. Absolutely doing doing some scouting for our week one opponent. That's fantastic news because as soon as you said Louisiana, I was like, well, that's the guy. That, and 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 you know who's uh, their defensive coordinator now? Former Browns legend Joe Woods. Yeah, Hopkins is about to go off. Oh my busted, God. busted coverages <laughs> left and right. <laughs> I speak for a lot of Browns fans when I say that getting him out of going back to what we said about Jim Schwartz being like the most important addition this offseason, like Joe Woods, man, he single handedly costs like our record could have been nine and eight last year if it wasn't for some of the defensive woes that like past the point of like, oh, the defense was bad, like negligent, like the Falcons game where they just ran like 30 times in a row, and then the Jets game where they gave up three touchdowns in a matter of like a minute and a half. It's just, just like, that just cannot happen. Jets game was wild. I literally just took my dog outside outside because I thought the game was over. Dude, well, that day I remember specifically I was watching the game, and after they score, after Nick Chubb scored, I had to go to work. And I was like, oh, okay, like this game's over. So I get in my car. I'm driving down the interstate, and I bring the, bring the uh, audio up from the game. And I listened to all that unfold on like a 15 minute drive to to the show I was working. And I was like in disbelief. I, I like parked and didn't get out of my car for a few minutes. I was like, this, how is this even possible? This only would happen to the Browns, 100%. So, but we've moved past that. We're better now. Uh, we're in better hands, I think. With, uh, that's, with that's why I'm nervous so. about being bullish on the Browns this year. Because I feel like if any other team had this roster, I would just be all over it, but I'm just like, oh shit, it's the Browns, man. They're gonna find a way. I really don't think so. Like, I mean, call me optimistic. I, I'm not gonna sit here and say they're gonna win the AFC North and and be the number one seed by any means, but like, with how good the roster is, and with bringing Schwartz on, adding the defensive line help, trading for Elijah Moore, and then Deshaun Watson like getting a full off season program, like without any lawsuit distractions and all the stuff that was going on last year. If he's 80% of what he was in 2020 when he led the league in passing, like that's a we're we're a 10 to 12 win team, I think. But I mean, well it's I mean that I mean that year he led the league in passing, the Texans were four and twelve. Yeah, I mean that doesn't matter. Like he still led the league in passing. Even before that he was an elite quarterback for years. He terrorized the Titans. So he but, was before that, but I mean, he hasn't been like very good since 2019. So, I mean, well, that year 20, 2020 leading the league in passing is pretty good, in my opinion. 
doesn't matter what the team record is. You can't do everything. Well, yeah, I know. But, I mean, you know, your your passing yards are going to get inflated because the Texans were – they were always getting the shit kicked out of them. So they were always having to pass constantly. Well, I think – We'll see how, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, he's a, he was a top-10 talent, and then all the stuff happened. And, like, there were some flashes in games last year, and it overall was it looked like a guy who hadn't played football in 600, 700 days. So, yeah, I mean, at this point, like I said, it just has to be put on the field. Like, that's why I'm not hyped about the Browns. I'm not like, oh, man, we're going to kick ass this year. I, I know what they can be. But, yeah, I mean, I've been hurt countless years thinking that they're going to be good. The 2019 season will forever haunt me from thinking this team's going deep in the playoffs because I thought they were going to win the fucking Super Bowl that year. And then week one against the Titans, I never recovered. I still have dreams about that. God, maybe one day they'll find a quarterback as good as Baker Mayfield. <laughs> yeah, dude, we ride with six. That's Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa now because he changed his number back. What's going to happen with him this season? I feel like I don't see him. Like, I mean, I don't really – obviously, I don't follow the Browns as closely as you do, but has he been a disappointment yep. at all? So, that's a good question because, I, you know, I listen to a lot of other Browns podcasts, and he gets talked about a decent amount because he was he was a really, you know, pretty damn good prospect. Falls on the first round. Browns trade up and get him. He his biggest issue has been like what a lot of people were worried about with him was like, he has a really small frame like body wise. So like he's, he's dealt with injuries pretty much every year since he's been in the league. But when he's on the field, he makes like elite plays and he gets like high pro football focus grades. Last year was kind of a mixed bag. He had like an ankle ankle injury. And then, uh, you know, like Joe, Joe Woods, defense just made a lot of players regress. So I kind of attribute some of it to that. Um, but, yeah, I I don't know if disappointment is the right word, but I will say I thought by now he would be, like, in conversations of, like, one of the better linebackers of the league. And because you know how hype I was whenever they drafted him. Man, I bought his fucking jersey. Like, I think I thought he was going to be, like, yeah, like Isaiah Simmons, how bad I wanted him. Like, it's it's a similar type of player. Uh, so, but this year's big for him. Like he has to take, he has to stay healthy, which uh, reports out of mini campers that he's put on like 10 or 15 pounds of like muscles. So that's good. Cause he's, you know, he weigh, he's like 218, 225 or, you know, like he was pretty small for, for the position he was playing. So yeah, I, th- I think this is just a big year for him to stay healthy and like be on the cusp of like a pro bowl season or if he doesn't make the pro bowl, it's like, let's at least grade out pretty high and have some game change in place. Cause last year he did have some game change in place. Like the Ravens game, they were driving down to shut down the game and he, you know, peanut Tillman punched the football out for a fumble and he had a couple of forced fumbles. Like he can make some plays. I think he's going to benefit a lot from the defensive line. Cause when you have Dalvin Tomlinson, the Darius Smith and Garrett and Obo on that line to be able to get a push, it, helps someone like JOK be able to shoot the gaps and make plays. Last year, the defensive line got so bullied, they were getting pushed back five yards off the ball, and someone as small as JOK in turn was getting pushed back with them because he couldn't shoot any gaps at all. So some of it would depend on the defensive line, like how well they play. Uh, but yeah, it's he's, he's, de- he's definitely got a – He's got to prove some stuff this year because if, if he has another down year, he misses like five or six games. Like the Browns are not going to like 
be a, sign him. You know, they're not going to give him like a long-term deal or if they can even afford to at that point. So, yeah, I hope he does well. I also hope that they can change out my 28 jersey for a six jersey. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, probably not. It's fine. Time, time to fire up DH gate. Dude, I haven't bought a jersey from there in so long because, like, the last one I bought a couple of years ago, I bought, like, a, a medium. That thing was down to my fucking kneecaps. And I was like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> Took, like, three months for it to come in. Dude, the last one I bought was a um, Kevin Byard one. You know, and, yeah. I bought an, and I bought an XL. And, I mean, like, everything about it size-wise was right. But they cut the neck hole so small, I, cannot, <laughs> I, I couldn't fit the top of my head through it. Like it, 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 oh it was like God. it was like everything about it was an XL adult jersey, and it was just like a child. Like it was cut, like the head part, like it was cut out for a child. <laughs> that that tracks for them. There there was a time though. I'm sure you still have some, especially. I think it was 2018. Like I bought a Joe Thomas jersey from there, and like they they were they passed they, 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 they were they, passable they, jerseys. They used to be decent, but then once everybody caught wind, you know those yeah. The, Quality those control's factor, gone. Those factories in uh, Beijing can only do so much. Yeah, they so can only volume. keep up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, is there anything else you're looking forward to about Brown's training camp? Anything that you uh, you want to see come out or anything you think is going to happen or anything you're in particular you're concerned about? Well, what's funny is there's not a whole lot of, like, position battles to to watch because, like, the roster is, is, pretty, is pretty set in a lot of ways. Uh, like, linebacker will be a little bit of a position battle in terms of like depth, but all the battles that we're going to watch are going to be depth and they're going to be like, how many wide receivers are we going to keep and who? Because when you start counting them, you have Mari Cooper, Elijah Moore, Donovan Peoples-Jones, David Bell, Marquise Goodwin, and then you have, that's five right there. I think last year they kept five. They may, maybe kept six. But when you get past that, you have Anthony Schwartz, who is a draft pick from by this team. You have Jakeem Grant, who was an all-pro returner that they signed last year towards Achilles. You have Jalen Darden. Uh, you have My- Michael Woods, who they drafted last year. He tore his Achilles working out with Sean Watson earlier this year, so he's out for the whole season. So, yeah, I'll be curious to see, like, who they keep um, wide receiver-wise and who they keep, like, linebacker-wise. They have JOK, Anthony Walker, Tony Fields, Jordan Kanashik. Like they, they have some guys, but there's there's some guys that they just may have to cut. So I mean they're they're gonna have to cut plenty, but there's some guys who I maybe would think would make the team who just may end up getting cut, like Jacob Phillips, who they drafted, who's been kind of a disappointment, like he might be gone. Um but no, I'm I'm interested to see who they who they keep with with the depth and knock on wood, I'm just hoping everyone stays healthy. Uh and that Elijah Moore Sean Watson connection. Like I want to see a lot more of that video wise. Cause like during mini camp, that was just, they were, they were connecting on some dimes and, you know, it's just exciting. Cause I do think that if Watson is the player he used to be like Elijah Moore could have a, his breakout year, you know, I think that was a pretty solid trade. So, but yeah, what, what about you with the Titans? Absolutely. Well, before I get with Titans, um, talk about Elijah Moore. For some more specifics on Elijah Moore, go back to episode 46, and I give you all the reasons to be hype about Elijah Moore. Was that your solo episode? That was my solo episode. I, I was, very, I very, very, yeah, very, yeah. very, very detailed breakdown of why Elijah Moore is an elite receiver. 
Elite. So, I mean, for the Titans, first thing I'm really curious to see how things shake out is the bottom half of the wide receiver depth chart. I think DeAndre Hopkins, Traylon Burks, and Kyle Phillips, like, you know, 110% chance they are obviously on the roster. Yep. And then it becomes a matter, do they keep five wide receivers or six wide receivers? Um, so those last two or three spots are going to be interesting between Nick Westbrook-Akina, guys like Racy McMath, Chris Moore, seventh-round pick Colton Dowell, um, Twitter fan favorite uh, Mason Kinsey. Um, an undrafted guy that I'm kind of excited. I'm excited to see Georgia wide receiver Treshawn Harrison, and then just a bunch of other guys that I know for a fact are not going to make the team. So curious, curious to see how that shapes out. Um, I mean, Racing McMath, I feel like he's going to have a little bit of an edge because he's a special teams ace, and so that's something Vrabel just gets pretty bricked yeah. up for. He lo- he lo- he loves special teams. <laughs> he's also a speedy guy. Um, Chris Moore, um, probably the best number eleven in Titans history free agent we brought in from Houston. <laughs> um, I mean, I, f- I feel like he's got a better chance than some of the other guys as well. Uh, Nick Westbrook-Akina, I mean, he's been on the team for a couple years now, increasing his role every year. I mean, there's certainly a ceiling to how good he can be. He's definitely, you know, that's what makes bringing in DeAndre Hopkins so valuable because now you don't have to count on this guy being your number two wide receiver. But yeah. I, it's it's – it's not a guarantee he's going to make the roster either, so we'll we'll see how that shapes up. Um, and then outside of that, um, Nicholas Petit Ferrer suspended for the first six games of the season for mm. gambling inside the Titans facility. <laughs> Gambling's been players left and right are getting suspended for that. Exactly, he was he was I, I can't remember what he was betting on, but it wasn't the NFL. But what got him was he did it inside of the Titans facility. Yeah. Kind of some weird rules with that. I have some. I have some opinions on that. That's for another episode. But yeah, it, it yeah, but that's. I mean, literally, our week one opponent plays in the Caesar Sportsbook Superdome. See, see, yeah. Don't even get me started. Yeah, no, I, I agree. You can't. You can't brand gambling so much within the NFL the way that they do, and then just like have such strict policies like that with the players. It's just, I don't know. They need to figure that out a little better. I think. Yeah, so I'm curious to see what they they brought. They've brought in a couple of guys. Um, George Fant, who was originally on the Seahawks, was the Jets last year. They yep. worked him out, and then um, former Cleveland Brown Chris Hubbard came in for a workout as well. So, hey, no joke, just real quick, he would be a good pickup. He he's a solid like backup, like swing tackle. He he stepped in for the Browns several times for Jack Conklin. And Jedrick Wills, and he he played well. He's been with them for a while, so yeah, could be a good so cur- curious to see how uh, that shapes out. So I mean, I'm sure they'll bring in one of those boys, and then they'll they'll fill in well. Um, and then their sixth round pick, Jalen Duncan, an offensive tackle, very raw prospect, but you know, who knows? Maybe he'll ball out in camp and earn the job himself. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. And then QB two battle. Will Levis and Malik Willis. A lot of, uh, literally my least favorite Twitter account on the internet is um, NFL Rookie Watch. They just steal everybody else's content and then they don't really, half the time it's wrong. But, you know, you see a lot of sites like that who are like, oh, Malik Willis has 
outperformed Will Levis in minicamp. And it's just like, okay, they don't even have to have pads on. Let's just calm down. <laughs> Let's pipe, yeah, piped out a little bit. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I'm sure, I mean, everything I've read throughout the offseason from January on has just, you know, there's been a lot of content about how Malik Willis has gotten better. So I'm curious to see how much better he's actually gotten in comparison to, you know, whatever Will Levis' starting point is as an NFL rookie. Yeah. Um, curious to see how Harold Landry comes back from tearing his ACL last year before the season started. So oh, he, yeah. He, so they did not that you know they he's not he's not on the PUP, so that's good. Yeah, that's good. Um unfortunately Caleb Farley is starting on the PUP from his football's back, baby. God, I feel so <laughs> bad for him. He's he's such like a yeah. he's he's such like a good guy and he just has the worst luck since like his yeah, sophomore year pretty bad. Yeah. And then outside of that, inside linebacker battle, they bring in Aziz Al Shair as linebacker one. I'm curious to see who that second guy is going to be, whether it's going to be Monty Rice. I'm curious to see how uh, undrafted rookie from last year, Jack Gibbons, he filled in pretty well towards the end of last year. So curious to see how how he does. So he, I, you know, a little sleeper to earn that starting linebacker spot. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, not much going on with defensive back. I mean, I mentioned Caleb Farley. They have been yeah. uh, moving Elijah Molden around at safety a lot. So, okay, the, you know, kind of so, yeah, filling that old Dane Crookshank role is the oh, yeah. safety hybrid. And then of what course, we don't have Cook- last name. Absolutely, don't, like, we don't so have a kick. We we don't have a kicker as well. Um, we cut Randy Bullock, so it's going to be a battle between uh, Caleb Shudak and. I don't know. Did he go to Texas? I think he went to Texas Tech. Rookie kicker Trey Wolf. So curious. Trey to Wolf. See. Exactly. So that that's going to be our kicker battle. You guys could pick up Kate York after week three when he misses like another field goal and he gets cut if you want. Dude, the vibes were so high after week one last year when he just drilled. It that. went so downhill. Yeah, I was like, God, I'm buying his fucking jersey and now. I'm like, he may not make the team or stay on the team. <laughs> Um, so that's 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 about what that's what I'm looking for with the uh yeah see see how that kickers always this is always a fun nickel with this team man yeah we we really this is always a (laughs) fat Randy um yeah this is always a it's always a fun time of the year because like players are literally fighting for their jobs and rosters are getting cut down so like yeah it it is it is cool to see who's going to make the team and who ends up getting cut. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll do another episode soon. The hiatus is over. The summer break, if you want to call it. We got about a minute and a half left before this timer runs out. But uh, do you have any additional thoughts before we know, officially sign off? It sounds like Sally and Wrinkles have a really strong opinion on the Titans kicking battle. Yeah, they do. They think that they should be, one of them should be the kicker. Sally, Sally can be the kicker. I think something's getting delivered at my house right now because the dogs are going ape shit. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, I had to go close the door. Yeah, it's chaos here. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's the best time of the year, man. Football's back. Won't be a Sunday without football before we know it for several months. All right, well, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. We have less than a minute here. It's been fun catching up with catching up with you. And uh, there's... You can find me on Twitter at big underscore Mike nine one six nine. And Thomas, I'll leave the rest to you. Tighten up, baby. At brother underscore head. Follow Tighten Up Dog Pound at Titan underscore dog twenty one. Tighten up.
Go Browns! <laughs>